Lord spoke to him and said, I came for you. So it's, it's, it's us personally, each one. And each one of us are his created miracle. So reach out to him this morning. Reach out to him and just let his spirit fill you this morning. Let his Holy Spirit surround you, hold you, love on you. I pray this morning that you'll feel his presence as we worship him this morning in, with our voices, with our hands, with our bodies, with anything we can. We're just going to give him praise this morning. Amen? Like they are in heaven. Amen? And we have heaven to look forward to. We have, we have heaven to look forward to when we believe in Jesus. The perfect place, streets made of gold, like the most beautiful thing that you can imagine in your life, your desire, your heart. That's what the Lord Jesus said. He went to heaven because he was going to prepare a mansion. This is scripture. This is scripture. He went to prepare a mansion for us. And he wants us to live here right now in that kind of love and that kind of glory and that kind of hope. So heaven is here when we have Jesus. Heaven is here when we have the Holy Spirit. Heaven is here because God is with us, Emmanuel. That's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. Jehovah Shammah. your hands come on people let's worship the lord together amen this is our birthday celebration of our great king we worship you jesus you are the lord you are the lord and we worship you we praise you we thank you for coming to save us and we give you our hearts this morning, Lord. We give you our hearts. And Lord, just Lord, just bless us with your presence this morning. Bless us with your anointing. Yes. Let your people feel how much you love them this morning. Yes. That you came to sacrifice your life for us. Mm-hmm. We thank you and we, we praise you. And we give you glory together in this body in this house, your house, Lord. And we worship you together. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Good morning, Joel. Let me give you the scriptures really quick. I didn't get a chance to do that this morning. We're going to be reading from... Luke 1, 28, 20, Luke 26 through 38, and
Isaiah 7, 14, and Micah 5, 2 as references. Make sure I got them all. It's funny because when I, uh, we have a tradition in our house on Christmas Day, everybody comes to our house Christmas morning, and we all read the Bible passage of the birth of Jesus. Well, I do, and I make all the kids sit around before we open up presents. And it's like, Grandpa, read the short version. Can you condense it? You know, they're all anxious because they all want to jump in to open up presents and stuff. So, but uh, this morning as I was preparing my message, and of course, you know, when you go to sit down and, and get alone with God, and you and you and you pray, and you and you want to have a great joyful day. The enemy comes and he's like, "Oh, you ran out of hot water. Oh, you need fuel." You know, it's like all these things start to happen and as soon as you want to sit down and get quiet. It's like all these attacks come against you, and it's like want to take up that time and that that time that you have put aside for God, um, almost without fail. So my wife this morning in our prayer. She goes, did you rebuke the devil this morning? And I'm like, I thought of that. Bind him up. Rebuke him and bind him up. And, I, and when I'm sitting down here going over this message, and I'm like, gosh, I didn't do that. I didn't bind up the devil this morning. You know, I was like, I knew it. I should have done it. You know, should have listened to my wife. But, you know, we, yeah, amen. There's an Amen. <laughs> So before we get started, though, uh, you know, we, when we first started this little church on the hill, this little country church on the hill, I was afraid to ask for an offering and take up an offering because I knew everybody that was coming. And I'm like, gosh, they need so much help. But then the Lord corrected me and he told me, he goes, you are passing up a blessing. You are passing up. You don't you don't trust me. You don't believe my word that God says when you give to me, then I'll give unto you, pressed down and overflowing. So it's like, okay, Lord, you corrected me. I want all of, all of our people to be blessed. You know, I want all of the body of Christ to be blessed. So I, from that moment on, it's like, okay, I'll take up an offering. I don't care who's here. We're going to do it. I'm going to obey the Lord. That's the most important thing you can do. So Grace, can you come on down? Grace has been our offering girl since the conception of Whitehorse Christian Church up here on the hill. Right, Grace? Yep. She's faithful every week, unless she's on vacation, <laughs> which is pretty often sometimes. But, Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for the tithes and offering that you're bringing into this church. And we thank you for the great and mighty things that you're going to do here. Lord, we look forward with high expectations, Lord God, of, of what you're going to do. Lord, and what you're going to do in your people. And we just pray that you would bless them, bless the work of their hands, prosper them, Lord Jesus, and Lord, just give them a blessing, the overflowing. And I just praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you do have your Bibles, and if you don't, Joe will have the scriptures up on the board, but if you do, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 1 a lot, so if you want to put your fingers there, get ready while Grace is taking up an offering, um, we will we'll be reading from Luke chapter 1, and 
That way you have a little reference point. Everybody there? You know, when I sat down to pen this, I wrote down, I thought of the word story. And then I thought, well, this is actually one of the greatest events that this world has ever seen. But we're going to celebrate tomorrow morning the birth of Jesus you know, we, Christmas is the, all about the birth of Jesus. It's probably one of the greatest, most important events in human history that ever took place. The birth of Jesus changed the world forever. Forever. It not only changed the world forever, but it actually changed time. Right? We went from B.C. to A.D. Jesus is a world changer, and he's still changing the world today. He changed the world forever, changing men and women and children to this very day. And that event took place over 2,000 years ago in a lowly place called Bethlehem. You know, I started out thinking this morning about this story, and I thought, this is not a story. This is not a fable. This is not a myth. This is an actual, true, historical event of Jesus' birth. This is a fact. This actually took place. It is not a story. It's a fact. Jesus was written about by many men, just besides the Jews. He was written about by the Romans and Josephus. And many others about Jesus. And the prophets of old, of old also wrote about him. Isaiah wrote about Jesus many times. To the slightest details that are just amazing. And that's what makes the Bible so amazing. That's what makes the Bible a living word. Is the prophecies that have been fulfilled in this word, in this book. But Isaiah wrote about Jesus. He said that a pure young woman will, live, will give birth to God's son. A pure young woman. He was speaking about Mary. And Micah prophesied about Jesus that Jesus would be born in a manger in the little town of Bethlehem. And when that day came, and this is all I can envision in my mind. I like to envision things as I'm writing them. When that day came for God to call upon the angel Gabriel, the messenger, the messenger angel Gabriel, I could picture it in my mind. Gabriel, come up here. I got a mission for you. Gabriel standing in the throne of God, in the presence of God. 
Gabriel, get ready. I'm going to send you on a mission to proclaim to this young virgin girl called Mary who is living in Nazareth that she will carry my son and I chose her because she is pure. Can you imagine the excitement on the angel Gabriel being called upon by God to go on a mission? I mean, I, can, I envision all this in my mind. And God sending them out, you know, through the sapphire sill of heaven's floor, passing through the pearly gates, flying down through the cosmos, passing through our atmosphere, going to a girl in Bethlehem, and the, you know, I, I can just envision all this in my mind, and I can see this actually happening. And then Gabriel leaving the throne of God. It just, the whole thing, how, how God had had such a plan for humanity, for all mankind from the very beginning. From the very beginning, God had a plan. And he still has a plan. And the Bible said he has great plans. Plans not just for all of humanity. You think of God just encompassing every one of us. But God made it even more personal. He had a plan specifically for you. Specifically for you. You know, like I shared a message probably eight years ago on a Christmas Eve service. That God sent his son Jesus just for you. And he went to the cross and he died an unimaginable death just for you. God sent his son Jesus to this earth just for you. He made it personal. And he came in the most humble state as a baby. And as a baby, he grew just like we grew from the, from the womb, being formed. He endured hardship, I'm sure, as he grew up. To become a man. Gabriel in Luke chapter 1, verses 28. This is pre pretty amazing. Now, I want you to picture yourself as Mary. Now, men, I know that might be hard, but I want you to picture yourself, put yourself in Mary's place for a moment. In Luke chapter 1, we're going to go to verse 28. I told myself, I've started highlighting in my new Bible. I got a new Bible, and I was like, I'm going to keep this Bible clean because my other Bibles, I mean, I, I've ripped through my other Bibles. I'm missing half of the New Testament in my very first Bible because it's, and I don't know where that went, but just because I'm tearing it all apart. But I couldn't help myself. I had to highlight in it again. So I highlighted in it again today, and it is a workbook, you know, it's a, it's a life map, it's a guide for us to live by. 
So God wants us to use it that way. But just imagine this. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, greetings. Now, I want you to picture this. This just amazed me. An angel from God coming down to you out of the blue. Greetings, favored woman. Greetings. Let me put my glasses back on so I don't get lost. Greetings, favored woman, he he exclaims. The Lord is with you. And then a pause. (laughs) Can you imagine Mary? And it says here, but she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering, what kind of greeting is this? What kind of greeting could this be? Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen. Listen, Linda. You ever see that little kid? Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. Now listen. Listen, Linda. Listen, Mary. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Now, what does Jesus mean? My wife said it up there on stage this morning. The name of Jesus means Emmanuel. God is with you. I like how one of my uh, favorite pastors, and Rod Parsley, Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah, God is present. And Jehovah Shammah is present right here with us today. Because there are two or more gathered, God is with us. And I see way more than just two. Sound like I have a frog in there, huh? Two. But God is with us. He's not just with us, but he's in us. For those who believe and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we have him in our heart. He's right in there. And he speaks to us on a daily basis. And he leads us and he guides us. But he gives us the choice to make that decision. Are we going to obey or are we not? But he cares for us. And he loves us. So, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the living, the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now, he's not just talking about an earthly kingdom. This is a, this is a heavenly kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. This is a kingdom that has no end. This is an everlasting kingdom. Mary asked the angel, How can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. 
Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month of her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. Even Elizabeth, who was a barren woman, who bore, we know who bore John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus, is, is, has a child in her. And he says, See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I still can't imagine Mary in that whole situation. And then being obedient to God said, let it be unto me as you have said. Let it be unto me as you have said. She probably wasn't saying, about, saying that after about the first month of uh, sickness. Right? Jesus started growing in her womb through morning sickness. If you men have had children and women, you know what that's all about. The cravings of different foods. <laughs> I've been there. But I can imagine her remembering every time Jesus kicked in her belly. I said, Joseph, did you feel that? You know, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I put my hand on my wife's belly and felt our child kick in there. There's nothing greater as a man, nothing greater as a father, you know, to, to see your children grow up, be born, grow up, and then know the Lord Jesus. There's nothing greater. God sent us the greatest gift, and I, I tell him this every year. I said, I've got nothing compared to what Jesus has done, compared to what God has done. My gifts are carnal. They're materialism. The greatest gift I can give you is taking you and leading you into the hands of Jesus, who is the greatest gift giver there ever is, that can give you eternal life. And I tell everybody I meet, when I lead them into salvation, I can't save you. I would love to help you as much as I can. But I can't save a soul. There's only one person I know that saves souls. And that's Jesus. And that's never going to change. The greatest gift this world has ever seen is a free gift. He's never charged a dime. And he will never. And you can't buy it. You have to receive it. The gift of salvation is a free gift. I can't talk you into it. That's between you and God. I can't force you into it. I can just tell you that I, what I know. And what I know what the Bible says. And the Bible is not a liar. You know? God is not a liar. He cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. That's in the Word. But after going through... The, the period of her having a baby in her womb. 
having the trials, having the morning sickness, but holding on to the promises of God. I mean, how many here are still holding on to promises of God that have been promised over your life? I know I am. Many of us are. Maybe it's just not time for that birthing to take place. But maybe it is time. And maybe you've got to stir something up in your spirit so that child can be born or that word can be born or come to fruit out of you. After nine months of being pregnant, you know, God is so funny. He even uses a pagan man to help fulfill prophecy. Nine months, and it's getting close to the time of the birthing of Jesus. Out of the blue, Caesar Augustus from Rome says, you know what? I want to take, I want everybody in my empire to be registered. So I'm going to send all those back to their own homes, to their native lands, so they, can, they have to register. So Caesar Augustus at that time has a decree. So Mary, who is betrothed to Joseph, has to go back to Bethlehem so they can register because Bethlehem is actually called the city of David and that's where Joseph is from and they're going to be husband and wife. So God even used a Roman empire, emperor, Caesar Augustus, to fulfill prophecy. That was spoken of by the prophet Micah in chapter 5, 2. And you know what's amazing? As they make their way, I don't know if you've seen the nativity on TV, but you, when Joseph is going through the trials of Mary is being, Joseph's leading the donkey and Mary's on the donkey, and they're traveling through this harsh territory and things. It was a great show. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. But it just shows the struggles to get there, just to get to Bethlehem, just to register. And then as they get there, and the baby is born in a lowly manger, Jesus comes into this world. What does God do? He opens up the heavens again. He sends angels again from the throne of God to proclaim this as a proclamation to these shepherds that are out on a hill watching over their sheep. And then can you imagine the sight of that? Here you got shepherds minding their own business out in the middle of nowhere in the hill country of Bethlehem, all these sheep around him on these hills making sure that they're okay. And then an angel appears to him. In Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, it says that the shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them. And they were terrified. You know, it's so funny when people see angels. Most of the time, 
in the Bible's accounts of when people are meeting angels, they are terrified. <laughs> they are like, wait a minute, you know? I can't even speak. I'm trembling with fear. They need to be touched by the angel to be strengthened. Almost all the accounts that I can recall. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. They were terrified, but the angel said, Do not be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy. That will be for all people. All is all. People. Define all. It's everything. There is none excluded. None. God didn't exclude anybody out of his plan of redemption. Not one person is excluded. God said all people. All people, I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're blue, purple, yellow, green. I don't care. It's all. All people. It's for everybody. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts. How awesome could that be? When you're out there in the middle of the fields and you're just, you're speaking with an angel, then all of a sudden, again, I like to say this because my pastor Rod Parsley, who I learned from, who I went to Bible school from, Said it all the time. The sapphire sill of heaven's floor just opened up. Heaven just opened up. And there before him was a multitude of angels singing and praising God in the highest. And this event actually took place. It's not a story. This is a fact. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. You know what, God? Not only is for all, but He favors you. I just read it to you. He has, He wants, you have God's favor on your life when you're in His will. His people, He favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem. You know, it's like, what was that movie? Run, Forrest, run. You know, I could see the shepherds running. Run, Forrest, run. Nonstop. I'm a pretty old man now. I'm getting there. I couldn't imagine running more than 100 yards and I'd be dying. You know, but like the excitement that's inside of me, that the excitement that would be inside of them, when the angels said that and they saw the heavens open up and they, all the angels, the multitude of angels, you know, proclaiming praises to God in the highest heaven, whoo, I think I might find that extra energy to go that extra mile, you know. You don't know. Turn on the afterburners. Who knows? Run, Chris, run. <laughs> but they hurried off, it said, 
and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, Mary was reassured. She was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. God, again, gave us the greatest gift there's ever been. And it was in the form of a baby. Jesus. And that greatest gift is still available to each and every one of us today. It is still going strong until the second coming of Christ. The greatest gift is still available to all and to all he favors. And his heart goes out to you. Because he loves you. And he cares for you. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus... I think then, you know, you look at what's going on all around us, and we know His second coming is soon. We, we see the signs. I would encourage you to meditate on it, pray about it, but find somebody that knows Jesus. Have them pray with you, or come and see me. I'll be glad to pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus in your heart, as your Lord and Savior, then come and visit. Come and see me. I'll be glad to pray with you. Amen? So, the birth of Jesus. Is what we celebrate today. And I'm going to pray as we close. I know we're going to be celebrating it tomorrow in our own little groups of families. But. Our group here, I consider this my family, just my church family, community, which community is important, you know. I've been called grandpa already, but by my family's friends, so I accept that. I'll receive that as a blessing. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I just thank you and praise you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for all you have done for us and that you're continuing to do. I thank you, Lord God, that you speak to us, that you love us, you care for us, you care so much for us, Lord God. And I just pray your blessings over this day, Lord God, that anything that I have said that is not of you, Lord God, I pray that it would fall away. But anything that I've said that is of you, Lord God, I pray that it would be received in our hearts, Lord God, and that we would meditate on it and think about this reason why we celebrate your birthday and i just praise you and thank you in jesus name amen do you want me to pray for the food now and bless the food while we're here